Welcome to the Ages Comics of Alaska podcast, where we tell Alaskans what to put in their box at Alaska's comic book shop. I always wished I could do something better than comics, but there didn't seem to be anything. This is the Ages Comics of Alaska podcast, and now your hosts, Lou and Amy Joe. Hey, what's going on? What's up? We're back. We're back. <laughs> Quite uh, the hiatus. Sorry, man. Life happens, and you just got to kind of deal with it. So, yeah. Well, there's been a, a, a lot of crazy news, a lot of good stuff that's happened, some crazy stuff that's happened, and uh, we'll talk about it today. I also want to uh, uh, give an example of some stuff that I saw uh, during my Coast Guard time that might relate. Uh, to people's situations, maybe help and motivate them. But before we start, we have to uh, pay the bills. Uh, speaking of which, real quick, we want to thank everyone who has been helping us out during the uh, GoFundMe for oh the my shop. Goodness, yes. Uh, all all of that funding is going towards payroll, the rent to the shop for the shop, distributors, and, uh, distributors, bills. Yeah. Just and, in case anyone was wondering, like yeah. that's where it's going. And uh, one of the things that we're doing to uh, keep that shop going, mm -hmm. uh, to, to keep Aegis Comics of Alaska going, is we are adding a coffee shop to the shop. Yeah, to the Wasilla shop. And that coffee shop is going to allow an environment where people can actually go to the shop, people that aren't even in the hobby. Yeah. And have a cup of coffee, have a seat. We've uh, got a new sitting area. Uh, a reading, reading area. Reading, reading uh, we've area. We've got a reading area. There's a a, a seated seats. reading area uh, with <laughs> that has a uh, the Wi-Fi uh, and um, you make a purchase and the Wi-Fi passwords on the receipt and that's whether you buy a dollar book, a glass of water, or you buy a coffee. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, that that seating area is available now uh, yeah. for readers and whatnot, so you can hang out and. Uh, um, enjoy the shop and the reason we built that was because we know that there's a lot of people that aren't in the hobby but uh they accompany people that are in the hobby and yeah. then that person that's in the hobby well they're feeling rushed because the person that's not in the hobby is like i want to go do something else i want to go right. grab a cup of coffee or i want right. to go and check my email or something else because mm -hmm. a lot of people now uh, uh we have to remember that the world has changed. Yeah. Uh, hell, uh, it, it, I'm getting ahead of myself, but uh, the world has changed. There's a lot of people that are doing tele telecommuting, right? And um, you know they need to be checking their emails and mm -hmm. stuff now. So they have they, to be available to be able to connect to the online world because Lord knows we have to be online. Oh yeah. So uh, we're gonna be able to accommodate that at the shop yeah. now, and we're gonna continue doing the events like the paint mm -hmm. nights and the paint classes for kids in the day. You know, we're just we're trying to come up with new and fun events that people want to come and be involved in to help get people to come to the shop and then heck you may find something you didn't even know you were into and be like man i remember that you know from when i was a kid let me check that out again so that's the goal and it's about uh providing a place uh uh that's a little more inclusive to mm -hmm. uh everyone that that steps in there so giving something giving something for everyone yeah you know hopefully you know we can't meet every single need but we no. can you know we can but try we can to make try. it as accommodating you know and uh, we're going to be one of very few bookshop co coffee shop combos in mm -hmm. the state of alaska we have the tv screen where we'll be playing you know 
Maybe we might have some anime on one day. We might have some Disney Plus going or watching you know, some YouTube channels, YouTube some of channels our friends. From our you friends, know? Demon yep. in the Basement, uh, 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 Lords of the Long Box with the cover price. Pressable uh, defects, defects. All that good stuff. Um, cover, uh, what's his name? Copy 801. Yeah, all our friends mm -hmm. on there, Joker and the rest of them. So, um, real quick, we have to do some housekeeping with uh, talking about one of our sponsors, which is Popple. And for those of you guys that don't remember, Popple is the alternative for business cards. Mm -hmm. This is where instead of handing out a paper business card, you can either text them, provide them a QR code, or uh, uh, basically just you. Uh, I, forget, I, I forgot what the process is called, like N. It's not NFT, but essentially they, they can tap your phone or you could tap their phone and you could send all of your business card information to them. Mm -hmm. And it's uploaded, cards, it's already there and ready. Yeah, and business cards tend to change, right? You know, your phone number changes, you get a promotion, your title changes, your address changes, you're tired of the old photo uh, right. emblem that you're using or profile photo. You can update that. Now, here's a new update to Popple. Popple now, with its uh, basis uh, subscription, offers you multiple profiles. So you can have three or four different businesses represented okay. on, on your account. So, for instance, on mine, I have Aegis Comics, and then I also have my real estate. In theory, I can add a third and fourth one as well. And all you do is you swipe on the profile, and you mm -hmm. choose which profile you want to share with people. So it's awesome. It works. If you go to the link in the description, you will receive, uh, I believe, 25% off. And if you use our code at checkout, Heroes AK, that is Heroes HK, AK, that's H E R O E S A K, you get an additional 20% off at checkout. Damn near half off. Damn near half off, yo. And for the record, you can't get two more businesses to put on there, just so you know. Yeah. I, I'm putting no, the kibosh yeah, on that. Yeah, two is Yeah. But just letting people know, you know. So, um, some crazy local local news. You know, we had the uh, uh, Palmer principal that got picked up. Colony. Uh, excuse me, the Colony principal. That was the, she was the principal of the year that got picked up for mm -hmm. uh, a fake mental health uh document yep and uh you know a lot of people have been asking me about it because of my background you know with the troopers and supervising judicial services i was a recruiter i was a an investigator throughout mm -hmm. the state I'm, I'm i'm more known as a trooper than anything else although uh, it looks like i'm establishing myself pretty well as as a realtor now and and with the business uh thanks to your support babe and uh, to all our friends and family out there. But uh, the principal, uh, for those of you that haven't read the, the articles already, and, you know, uh, the punchline is that she's already uh, hired an attorney. She's retained an attorney, a law firm that is going to be uh, dealing some justice on our behalf, and mm -hmm. rightfully so. But when this first happened, within hours of it occurring, I received the uh, link to her Facebook that showed me the live video that she had uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, broadcast. And, you know, a lot of people 
number one would criticize well she sounded like a religious fanatic and uh you know the troopers were very professional and very courteous and uh maybe she was going through uh, an episode and uh, let me clear some things up on both sides of the spectrum i will start with the troopers the troopers were extremely professional yep and extremely courteous and demonstrated a lot of restraint on her behalf when you're in a stressful situation and i want you to put yourself in her situation troopers come to your house and tell you that they're there to take you because they have a court order signed based off of testimony of family members that are claiming that you are a danger to yourself or others you're they're at your house, in your home, and they're telling you that you now need to come with them. Mm -hmm. You have no idea what's about to happen to you. Yeah, that's going to stress anybody. Because jail is one thing. Mental health is another thing. Because you don't know what what is going to happen. You know, yeah. Are they going to tie you down to a gurney and start injecting drugs into you? Which, by the way, is alleged what happened to her. So her, her fears came came to life wow she was actually uh restrained and medicated at the hospital at the hospital wow she go get paid all right yeah. <laughs> let's do the punch on here someone's about to cut her a massive check but with that being said um a lot of people in a very stressful situation like that are going to react differently mm-hmm uh your combatants, if that would have been a military ver veteran, maybe things would have gotten violent. Yeah. They would have resorted to violence into their military training. Or, in the case of uh, uh, this woman, who is, by the way, an award-winning principal. Yeah. An award-winning educator. And everyone knows, if you've been in anywhere involved in the school system, especially up here in Alaska, you know that... That's probably one of the most stressful professions oh my goodness. ever. It is a very tough job. You know, dealing with other people's children, and then you have the restraints of, uh, within the constraints of what you can do with the children in terms mm -hmm. of discipline and everything else. you got these wild-ass kids throwing things, assaulting teachers, and she's the one in charge of all these teachers. So for her to win an award meant that she had been providing an environment at her school among her staff and among the students that was as safe as possible, right? Right. So in a stressful situation for her as an educator, she reached out to her faith. So of course she was uh, you know, citing scripture and she was essentially praying out loud because she's scared. What would you do in that situation if right. if troopers came to the house and said you're coming with them? And yeah, you 100% know that it's not justified in your mind. Right. You had a, a, a dispute with family, and the family went out of their way to uh, get a court order to have you removed. There's, we spoke about the troopers. I spoke about the principal now, right? Mm -hmm. I spoke about both sides. The one thing that we're leaving out is the court. Yeah. So, apparently, the troopers... The one part that it sounds like they screwed up policy-wise, and it's kind of a minor thing because it, it's happened before, yeah. is that court order get well, first off, the family members that have this dispute with uh, the principal, and it's her own family, right? Um, they want her committed. 
for whatever They're diabolical reason, whatever reason they had in plan planned. So they go to the troopers and say, "You need to go pick her up. She's a she's a danger to herself and others." So the troopers go the first time. They do what all of us have done as troopers in law enforcement. We go there. We look, Title 47, which is the law that allows us to take people involuntarily and commit them to mental health screening, mm -hmm. clearly states that they must be a danger to themselves or others, or a court order that essentially says the same thing. Right. They get there, they do their own assessment, they speak to her, and realize she is not a danger to herself or others. She's not. Yeah. She answers all the questions, she does not give them anything any inkling that she's a danger to herself or others she even it sounds like she explains to the troopers that hey this is just a dispute with my family members that may be non-believers whatever right. but i'm definitely not trying to hurt myself or them i'm an award-winning principal i promise you right they leave they agree they tell the family exactly what i just told you right mm -hmm. more or less the family there's no way on earth that we're letting her stay in that house. Once again, we don't understand all the things going on. Yeah, we don't on. know the full dynamic, Sometimes, but still. you know, I'm blessed that, uh, uh, well, I live up in Alaska, so none of my immediate family is up here anyway, <laughs> but I'm blessed that your side of the family is relatively normal, so I don't have to worry about that. Okay? <laughs> but, but nonetheless, right, we can't choose family, yeah. and, and what a horrible thing. But so then... She, uh, the family approaches the troop and says, hey, look, we just printed out this form, this court order signed by the court saying that you got to go get her. So go do your job. The failure is, and protocol is that <clears throat> the family member typically doesn't bring that document to the troopers. Under normal circumstance, the, the judge or magistrate that signs the Title 47 court order mm -hmm. submits that to judicial services. There's a judicial services unit at the courts. Yeah. Statewide, because of rural location, sometimes it's not exactly like that, but there's typically some type of judicial services assigned, right? Um, and I'm not going to bore everybody with the details because, like in Dillingham and Kotzebue, it's slightly different. Yeah. But in. Um, and I can speak to that because I was stationed there. But once again, I'm not going to bore you with that. But Anchorage and Palmer, your two main main players in this. Anchorage has a 24-hour courthouse. They have 26 judicial services officers, at least on paper, assigned to that mm -hmm. to that unit. And then they have a, an admin staff that would receive the court order, enter it into the Alaska Public Safety Information Network, APSIN for short. Mm-hmm which would then make it official so that any dispatcher in the state of Alaska could log into that system and verify that there is a ex parte. An, an ex parte order. There is a lawful court order that needs to be enforced by any law enforcement officer in the state of Alaska. Okay? Yeah. That didn't happen. In Palmer, they have a judicial services unit. It's nowhere as big as Anchorage, but it's still a relatively large size. It's yeah, bigger like than the Fairbanks nine or one. or ten or something. Yeah. And so... And they have an admin there. Once again, the court order would go to the to that admin. That admin would then enter it into the system, and then it, that information would be available to any trooper. So when the family member called up, the trooper would then call MATCOM, and MATCOM would then 
you know, after they take their break and, you know, I'm crapping them back up, you know, with their two employees that when they should have five. But anyway, MacCom, once they make their time to uh, check the system, they should be able to verify with the trooper, yes, or yep. WPD or PPD, yes, there is a valid order in the system. Right. That didn't happen because the, the order was not in the system at the time. It was handed to the trooper directly. Handed to the trooper directly. That's kind of a red flag, but I understand, you know, you got to also remember that there's a lot of baby troopers. Palmer is a training post. Mm -hmm. You're going to run into a, the majority of your baby troopers in the state of Alaska right here. This is where we give birth to them. Yes. In Palmer. Okay. And they have to learn. And they have to learn. And unfortunately, we have in the system where we could have a one-year trooper that barely knows how to wipe their ass is now a field training officer. Yep. So you have a baby training another baby. Yeah. They do their best because they're understaffed. Okay. Yep. So um, uh, I understand. I've never agreed with that. There should never be a one-year trooper training a new yeah, trooper. That no. should never happen, irregardless of their maturity. That shouldn't happen. But it does happen, and it is what it is, right? Because until they can fill those vacancies, which it right. doesn't look like they're going to be doing in the foreseeable future, it is what it is, right? The person that's not being held accountable in this situation is the courthouse. The reason for that is the Department of Public Safety and with full credit to Commissioner Cockrell, he immediately took it on the chin. I don't believe that he should have taken the brunt of that because that wasn't, that wasn't entirely his fault and it wasn't entirely the fault of the department. At the end of the day, even though those protocols of making sure it's entered in absent and everything else that it went through judicial services, on behalf of those troopers and having been in those situations, the troopers saw what appeared to be a legal document from the court and then they enforced it yeah they had no idea that, that it, it wasn't fabricated valid. yeah well we don't know for sure fabricated but here's the problem and here's where the court I fought the court the Department of Public Safety immediately reached out to the court and said can you provide us everything on this case so that we know you know, do we need to charge these people with false statement? Is mm -hmm. this falsified? The court immediately said, we don't cooperate with that kind of request. We don't reveal any of that stuff. Damn. So, of course, the court does stuff like that because they have what is called implied immunity. So, you can't sue the court. If a judge, a clerk, hell, a, clerk, a court clerk could have signed that erroneously, and mm -hmm. we'll never know, at least not for now, until if the court decides to cooperate, or a judge may have signed it. We don't know. The problem is that we know that it wasn't valid. Yep. We know that it was based off of false statements made by the family. Mm -hmm. We know that that's why the principal has hired an attorney and why she is ultimately going to prevail. They're going to pay her. Oh, yeah. People are going to pay her. I hope that it's not the Department of Public Safety. And, you know, uh, I've sued the Department of Public Safety. We didn't prevail on that. Uh, I'm still holding them accountable, but yeah. we didn't prevail on that. But... I'd, I'm not going to sit here and just crap all over the department when the, the department doesn't deserve it. And they have good staff members there. Oh, absolutely. They're good people. No, they're, just like with every profession. Yeah, if it would have been Chan or Gorn handling this, and I'd be like, they're wrong. Sue them. Those guys are incompetent. They shouldn't be in charge of anything. You know, 
but that's not what happened. This was uh, two troopers that thought that they were doing the right thing. And from the video, it shows that they did the best they could with the information they had. Where I have issue, and I know that uh, Senator Shower talked about it a bit on the show, but uh, not in much detail, is for those of you that don't understand, if a judge makes a bad ruling or a magistrate makes a bad ruling in the state of Alaska, you got to just suck it up. Yep. There's no recourse. You can file an appeal. Uh, I filed a judicial complaint against Judge Ray. It went nowhere because the judicial complaint is fielded by the judicial council, which is staffed by their peers. Yeah. <laughs> Retired lawyers and judges. Mm -hmm. So it's all their peers. It's all their it's buddies. It's very biased. It's, it's very biased. So you're not going to get any results there. Where you do get results is by when election time comes, mm -hmm. when you see that retention vote, that's where you vote not to retain people. Yeah. Unfortunately, we see a judge like Judge Corey who didn't really deserve what happened to him, and he didn't get retained. I think he's the first judge in like the last two decades ever to be voted out of, uh, off the bench. There's way worse judges out there. Oh, yeah. That absolutely do not deserve to be on the bench. And they get retained because voters are lazy. They just yeah. see the name. They don't do the They're research. Like, sure, fine. If you've been wronged by a judge, it is your obligation to then educate your circle to reflect that bad behavior or, or, or hold that person accountable for that bad behavior by voting not to retain them. Yeah. That's the only way to hold a judge or magistrate accountable that has made bad rulings that is ultimately a, a, a bad fit for that position. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's nothing you can do about it because you can't sue them. Yeah, they've got, they've got the. They have immunity. That's ridiculous. They have implied immunity. You can't sue them. So, if a judge or magistrate, this on an extreme note, if they were to turn around and order you to be removed from life support or order you to be uh, uh, denied a service or removed from your home that resulted in your death, you cannot retain an attorney and sue them. There's nothing you can do to them. So the only way to hold them accountable is to not retain them. I still encourage you to file complaints with the Judicial Council because what I have seen with ju Judicial Council, uh, I have a unique experience behind the scenes because of what my position was with the court system when I was a supervisor with the troopers in the court system. I am privileged or I am privy to conversations where senior members of the court system would then speak to the judge in question mm. and essentially encourage them to retire silently. Okay. Well, and after, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And after yeah. enough complaints, mm -hmm. they can't be like, well, we can just, you know, write this one off. Like, yeah, think about it. You know, there's only so so many times you can be like, well, maybe it was a one-time thing. No. Squeaky mm -hmm. wheel gets the grease. If enough people speak up, then mm -hmm. people are going to know. And Judge Corey is a perfect example. Judge Corey was actually, ultimately, compared to the other judges that have made similar rulings, Corey had the better record. And... That sent a signal to all the judges and all the magistrates that they were no longer bulletproof 
and that they could be removed from the bench at any time with the right uh, public outcry mm-hmm. and media campaign, social media campaign. You can get anyone removed from oh, the yeah. bench if you push hard enough. But the problem is that you have to educate and push hard enough. I certainly hope that the Department of Public Safety and the Department of Law prevail in at least getting the name of the judicial officer that signed that order. Yep. Now, if it wasn't signed by an order, and in fact it was counterfeited uh, by, the, uh, by the, family. the family member, then we all hope that they are held 100 percent accountable. But if there's a a uh, a court officer that signed that order, mm-hmm. then I hope that that name's made public so that we can uh, start a campaign to have them removed and not retained. Right? I keep thinking it's got to be like some homie hookup thing or something. You know, they knew well, someone down there. And- I'm worried that it was a clerk that signed it because the clerk is not authorized to sign those orders. Yeah, that has to be a judge or magistrate. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what gets revealed. Very interesting to see what goes on mm-hmm. there. So yeah. So I think, mm-hmm. and I think that the like the one point I would want to make, going back, circling back just a little bit, is giving people grace in tough situations. Yeah. I mean, did I agree with everything that woman said during her life? No. Did I sit there and go, "Wow, she is in a." extreme situation absolutely mm-hmm. and you know um that people have you have two schools of thought in your brain when something is going on fight or flight that's right and instead of tucking her tail and running she stood up and that was how she for the lack of a better term fought you know with you know making it known that she was not okay with this and there have been other people who have done way worse than stream live on Facebook mm-hmm. and speak about their faith. And I just think it's sad that people are trying to villainize her for that particular aspect of it. Yeah, if you're trying to villainize her for that, uh, I would say shame on you, but I was I would also say be careful because if the other side prevails this opens the door for that to happen to you as well Mm -hmm. it opens the door for that to happen to us yep i mean uh, an enemy of this podcast could turn around and convince a corrupt judge or magistrate that i'm a danger to myself and others and they need to come and snatch me up yeah now i hope that they would not do that because i promise you the attorney that i retained for that yeah i'm going after everybody i'm going after your mama i'm going after your kids there will be no mercy i'm going after people in your life that aren't even there yet i promise you it'll be merciless if someone Mm -hmm. were to do that to us but you should remember that this could happen to you man yep it could happen to you and uh we hope that she prevails so that this doesn't happen to anyone ever again the one thing that i hope with dps Mm. in this is that they use this as a teaching moment to no and i know you know you know but it's it's one of those what can you do when you have something that messes up you can either deny or you can suck it up and learn from it and i was very happy to see that they you know took it on the chin whether it was their liability or not cockerel took it on the chin and i guarantee you that there was immediate you know remedial training and 
you know, information that got sent out to all troopers in regards to what to do and how to do it. And, you know, if anything else, it helps them look to make sure that what can we do better to make sure that this doesn't happen again. And I think that that's the best thing that can happen in a situation yeah. like that. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be watching to see how it yeah, unfolds. Yeah, be very interesting to yeah. see how this one unfolds. So uh, we do want to uh, recognize her for... Uh, you know, standing by her faith. I mean, you got to remember in a stressful situation, she's going to come off a bit erratic, but that mm -hmm. was kind of a stressful situation. Just just know. a wee bit. But uh, uh, we applaud her for... I don't think I, mean, I would have been able to be as graceful as yeah. she was. I, uh, I probably would have sounded like a drunk sailor with the amount of curse words that would be coming out of my yeah, mouth. Yeah, she definitely <laughs> fell back on her faith, and we, we uh, applaud her for that. And I, I don't think that there's... A, it's a coincidence why she won her award uh, for being principal of the year because you would think that um, that requires a high level of faith to be in a position like that and, and to be successful yeah. and a generous heart. Because uh, uh, for those of you that don't understand, um, you know, my ex-wife was a uh, was a teacher at Wasilla High. She taught uh, art there, and. A lot of the stuff that she had to do was all volunteer. They didn't pay mm -hmm. her for any of that stuff. Oh, yeah. All the stuff that she had to do to keep her students entertained and safe and, you know, uh, how many lunch breaks she gave up because she she opened up her classroom so that kids that were getting bullied could uh, hide in her classroom have and have a safe, a safe spot yeah. to eat their lunch and, and, you know, to decompress. You know, that's not something that they get awarded for. Um, they don't get paid for it. That's not something that NEA, uh, uh, their, 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 uh, their, union. their union would fight for. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have a whole episode about unions here coming up soon. But, yeah. uh, um, <clears throat> the good, the bad, the ugly. But just wanted to recognize that, recognize her, and we hope that she does prevail. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, so that is the summary of our podcast today we're cutting it a little short because we we got other uh commitments today but i just want to thank everybody for continuing Absolutely. to support the uh, love and support that has been shown to us is mm -hmm. second to none you know when you go through things like this you you find out real quick like who your people are oh yeah and we have been over blessed with the amount of wonderful people in our life so i'm very very thankful for it thank you thank you very much and guys, uh, don't forget to share this with your friends and family. Uh, if, subscribe. Uh, yeah, don't forget to, to subscribe, share. And, we uh, do have a Patreon. We do have a Patreon. So please, uh, that if you want to help to continue to support this effort and also support the comic book shop, which uh, uh, the comic book shop provides a safe environment for our veterans, yes. for kids, for people of all ages and all uh, uh, lifestyles. I have had people come to the shop that I have arrested before that have changed their lives. And now uh, they enjoy coming to a place that doesn't judge them uh, for their past. Uh, we just... Uh, look at what they're doing presently and mm -hmm. as long as they're doing good things they're always welcome in the shop exactly and we don't put up with methany and methaniel they no. got it we, we kick no. them out with a quickness yeah so and that, don't forget uh you can support us our uh, gofundme is currently on our website at ageuscomicsalaska.com that is ageuscomicsalaska.com where you can also support the shop there you can also buy our swag there we have the swag shop so uh we have some awesome awesome shirts on our it, it is a tea spring store there's a link on our 
our website where you can get there and there's all kinds of shirts and coffee cups and stickers where you can rep the shop and let people know where Alaska's mm -hmm. comic book shop is. A very special thanks to um, our friends at Bosco's, you know. Um, they they donated a significant amount of money to the shop to make sure that we were successful and we really appreciate that. So we want to thank them for that. And yeah, so apparently I can't get this. Uh, come on. We broke it. Oh, I broke it. Here, let me fix this here real quick. I got to fix it manually. But as you're staring at the shirt there, just know that we love you. We love you. Thank you for supporting us. And we'll be back soon. All right. Uh, talk to you next week. You just listened to the Ages Comics of Alaska's podcast. Don't forget, new episodes drop every week. For more info about Alaska's comic book shop, visit www.agescomicsalaska.com.